Today with me, I have an up-and-coming superstar. She has done Little Women, Sister Act, Ragtime, Pippin. She was in my show that I directed. Sorry, wrong number. And she recently did a movie called Killer. I have the phenomenal Madison Alexander with me. Wow. What Hello, you- Madison. How are you? I am well, Paul. How are you? I am doing good. Nice. So, for, as you, so I'm sure, as all of you know, because I harassed when on my t- Tumblr, I was like posting about it nonstop. Madison, I know Madison through, um, we're both alumni of Ithaca College. I remember my first, um, my first, I remember just seeing my freshman year there, I didn't like know her, but I just kept seeing her throughout the hallways and I was like, oh my God, there's the girl with the red hair. She's so pretty. She's all of this. And I was like, oh my God. And then I um, shadow directed for Little Women where you were, where you were, I was there for like literally, like I think it was like the day before the show rehearsal. (laughs) And you were Aunt March and then the in slash hotel lady. Oh yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, oh my god, it's the girl with the red hair and so pretty. I was like, with like giving Catherine Hepburn vibes, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and then I was like, and then she opened your voice, and I was like, oh my god, and she can really sing and she can really act. <laughs> and then I didn't. And then I was like, oh my god. And then I didn't see you for a while. Um, and then we were in Shakespeare together. Yeah, then I didn't see Thank you for god. a while. Shakespeare <laughs> was the best ever. I loved, we were in Shakespeare with Chris Matusiak. Shout out to Chris Matusiak, who I love. He was my English advisor. He, like, because so my theater advisor was terrible. I've already oh, talked to you about this. We've talked about this. <laughs> Chris, like, saved my academic career so we i was like i first you literally walked into my class and i was like i was like i was like oh my god it's her i was like oh my god i was like don't freak out don't freak out and then like you were always sitting next to me and i was like i was like oh my god oh my god she's sitting next to me i was like full on like hyperventilating like it's very cool it's very cool and then we just like have conversations and i'm like oh my god i love this woman And then I was just like, yes! And then, and then we were friends. And then we became friends. And then I remember I saw you, you literally like came on Ragtime. And I was like, wait, no, that was my, that was my song year, I think was Ragtime. Yeah. Yeah. So then I, re- I remember I leave, we were literally time. And then I remember I put it with my mom and I was like, oh my God, that's like the girl who like I'm obsessed with. I'm like, she'd probably get a restraining order against me. No, never. I was just like, and then we eventually, we were, and then I remember I was, and then I remember you did Sister Act, and I remember I did Sister Act, and I was like, I was like, I was like, well, there's no doubt in my mind that Madison is going to be amazing, and you were, you were amazing, and I just, so yes, so that's my introduction to Madison Alexander, everyone. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is going to go two ways. I was like, either we're going to be friends, or she's going to get a restraining order against me. Never, never ever. I really loved you. I loved our conversations in Shakespeare, too. We yes. had such great conversation like i still have all of my well i also i keep all of my textbooks oh yeah and then um, and like and like all of my notes in it like i know like taming of the shrew is a controversial no. play <laughs> but i loved our conversations in that and i love they were so great and because 
And it was like, we were all like, yes, it's problematic. But we didn't spend like our entire time saying like, it's problematic. We like delved into the text and I was like, yes. Right. Mm. Um, uh, Yes. I just, so yes. So that's my introduction for you. So my first question that I want to ask you is, are you classically trained? Like opera? In opera? That's a really good question. Okay. So yes, kind of. My original voice teacher from when I was back in the youngin days is classically trained yes she is classically trained and she like musical theater has changed so much like in our career lifetime so to speak that when I was first starting out because I probably started with her when I was nine or ten she was my first real voice teacher Musical theater wasn't the same as it is now where you have to do everything and like vocal acrobatics are like Mm -hmm. in our syllabus. She taught me the way that she was taught and she did opera circuits in Europe. And so she taught me just basic breathing, what the voice is for. It was like anatomy and voice all in one. And so, yeah, I learned from an opera singer who was amazing. And I, that's kind of how... Because I always had a big voice and it it was like wide and even like really belty when I was young. And so I always felt like I had three different voices growing up and she kind of made it like one cohesive unit. And I found like my soprano voice as well. And then going to college that threw a wrench in it. I don't want to get ahead of your questions, but <laughs> the short snippet answer is yes. I was classically trained. I of and course, then, someone calls me. <laughs> of course, even though I put it on silence. Oh, good. Wood. But then in college, then in college, I wasn't. And now I kind of am again because I have a voice teacher who is also an opera singer, but she's like super in on the times of musical theater. So she does both. It's amazing. So, yeah. Classically trained. 75% yes. classically trained. <laughs> I literally, that's, like, always, like, the first thing I look at, like, whenever, like, because there's just, like, I don't know if it's just because I'm insane, but, like, I almost have, like, gaydar for classically trained people. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I remember when, like, I'm always just, like, like, it's just, it's, like, there's just, like, a tell. It's just, like, how you hold yourself or, like, how you sing and just how you present yourself. Like, I remember when I saw Brittany Johnson in her debut Mm -hmm. performance as Glinda, I, like, Literally, like, I messaged her on Instagram in animation, and I was like, you're classically trained, aren't you? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I was like, I knew from literally just, like, when you were coming in down from the bubble, I was like, she's classically trained. Oh, yeah. I just, I okay. just, it's like, like, it just, it just, like, I mean, I think ever, I mean, I think, look, side, I've said this, like, sidebar before, but, like, sidebar, again, I'm repeating, all Glindas need to be classically trained and wicked. Yes. Are you kidding? Like, the whole... It's there are some that aren't, and you can tell. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, my next moment, my next question is: What was the like the moment for you where you were like, "Oh yes, this is what I want." Well, no. First, what was the moment where you were like, "Oh, this is cool," like theater wise, performance wise, and then what was the moment where you were like, "Oh, I want to do this for a living." Mm-hmm. It's very cliche, and so I'm just, just bear with me. 
I no, it's all good. Mine is cliche as well. I always I always loved singing, but I was a very, very active kid. Like I tried sports. I was really good at sports. But I always there was always something missing. And so I started piano and I was really good at piano. I'm not good anymore. And then I was like, still, there's something missing. I love this, but there's something missing. So I started to take voice. And that's when I was like, oh, this is cool. And like, there are plays in town that I would see. I was like, okay, you can marry it all together. That's great. Then my parents took me to here, to New York City, when I was nine to see Phantom. So this is like the... The essential Broadway. This is the moment. And they took me to see Phantom, and I was, like, not really... Because, like, I've never seen a Broadway caliber show until this moment. And I will never forget this. My dad is, like, one of the sweetest humans alive. He was telling me... He was like, okay, like, don't worry. Like, we're going to be really far back in the theater, but I brought you binoculars so you'll be able to see. We get in the theater, and we're on the front row. He tricked me this whole time. Oh and we were on the front row. I was like, oh my gosh. And they come out. And I just sat there in awe. And like at intermission, I looked at my dad. The chandelier coming down at two. I looked at my dad and I was like, Raul sweated on me. Like, this is the moment for me. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> at nine years old, Raul sweated on me. Uh, not to be confused, though, I am a phantom girl. I am a phantom girl. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so after the show, I looked at both my parents. I sat them down. I was very serious. I said, "This is I'm serious." Nine years old. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This is what I'm going to do," and I, I told them, "I was like that, that is it." And I, we literally went home, and I auditioned for my first show. It was Madeline's Christmas, and I got in. <laughs> And so, yeah, from then on, I've just been doing it. And it's just, I don't know, there's something so electric about it that my life feels stuck in stasis without that momentum of performing and sharing art. So, yeah, I, my favorite thing is that I like just recently saw, like, just to go on a sidebar about Phantom, but like, I like recently saw, I mean, <laughs> I saw it recently because I saw Emily Kacha, Kacha, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, the new alternate, and I saw her debut performance. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh my god! I was like, this still stands the test of time. It does it does? It I really was like, that was there. He is. That was Dom's first show. I took him to see. I was like, okay, Dom. I, and Dom he, is her boyfriend, the one who killed yeah. her. And sorry, oh, that was that's a spoiler. Oops, that's a spoiler. Oops, <laughs> whatever. Dom, y'all had a year to watch it now. Chop chop. Dominic is my lovely boyfriend, and I took him to see. I had to recreate it, so of course I took him to see Phantom. That was his first first Broadway show, and he looked at me. I want to be quiet because this is like a core memory I'll remember forever. And he looked at me at intermission and was like, I understand why you love it so much now. And I, tears. tears. Wait, wait, who did you see it? Like, who was there, Christine, then? Like, when you saw it with Don? Megan. Oh, Megan, you saw, oh, yeah, because you, like, saw, like, 
Did you yeah. see it like right before the pandemic? No, we saw it in it? October. We saw it in October. Oh. Yeah, this past so, October. Do you remember who your first Christine was, like when you were nine? Oh my God, no. I need, I have that oh. somewhere. I should find it. That's where I, I remember. I saw, um, I think I saw, because I saw, so my first introduction to the Phantom was on tour. And yeah. we were like, because my, gran- my grandparents had the Phantom of the Opera. They had like, not Phantom of the Opera, they had on um, like, tickets to like season sure. tickets and so we saw like phantom les mis with andrew mccardle and then we saw like um the lion king um and i remember this with phantom like we were very like we were like in the um the orchestra and i just remember like, it was so loud and i was like of course now i'm just like and now i'm just like yes make it louder this orchestra just needs to blare <laughs> um but i just remember i remember it was I can't remember. I think it was jo- John Codillo was the Phantom, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, I th- it was Terry Bibb or I want to say Susan. No, it wasn't Susan Owen. It was Terry Bibb or someone that started with an S. Because I don't remember who was on that. So I was, yeah. I was like five when I saw it. Um, and then I think it was, no, it wasn't Kyle Bear. It was another like stat. I remember that, I just remember that it was John Codia, and I don't, because I still had a playbook, so I literally looked at it, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but I just remember, because uh, I know for me, when I was, like, for, like, go to, to anyway, to go on another, like, sidebar, for my moment, where I was, like, I was, like, I was, like, oh, this is cool, was when I saw Cats on, like, the <laughs> 19, the, <laughs> the 19, um, 97 VHS. Yo, I love it. Yes, it was VHS. It was a VHS tape. Yes, it was. It was. It was. And then we got, we had the double tape VHS tape to sell oh, yeah. it. I just, I had no idea what was going on, but I was just like, I'm obsessed with this. And I watched it so many times that I broke the tape. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then we got a DVD. And I watched that so many times that it now goes mute at parts like during the peaks and the particles when rum tum tugger comes out with like the bagpipe thing it's just quiet yeah. it's quiet yeah. like, so it's, just, it's quiet so like i just like and i'm like oh my god like i like i drove my family insane when we would drive up to new hampshire and i would just watch it on repeat and then so the moment where i was like oh i want to do this for a living was when i saw kathy rigby peter pan mm-hmm. and I, um which that production as a whole is just 10 out of 10 yeah uh, like watch the one with her and paul Schoeffler on um Broadway HD and it's also on YouTube. Like just what like that's a ten out of ten. Um oh, it is. I just remember we were in the mezzanine and I remember Kathy Rigby flies out at the end and she like sprinkles the glitter everywhere. And I remember I literally like I jumped over the edge of the yeah. balcony and my dad like caught me by my belt and my mom was like oh my god my mom was like Oh my god she was like this is not how i want to be remembered she was like good flies over balcony so yeah that was my moment so now my question now my other question for you is have you always been like i don't know i'm trying to like have you always, because whenever I, like, whenever I was first, like, looking at you, that that came out really creepy. Whenever I was first, like, whenever, like, I would just see you, 
or when like when I was watching Little Women, I always just got like such like old school like Hollywood vibes, like old school like the old like the ladies of Hollywood. Like I was always getting um, oh my god, what are their names? Like just with like presentation wise, like Marilyn Monroe, um, Betty Grable, not that like parent, but oh my god, who Ingrid Bergman. Ingrid, yes, and like Catherine Hepburn, Audrey Hepburn, and like I literally like was like, and then like I also get like Elizabeth Montgomery. Has it just always been like? Have you ever like how like when did you like first notice that like when you were like because like you also like you played a lot of like not old lady roles but like older women in college. Yes, I like the grand dame roles. Grand dame roles, exactly. I noticed from a very young age, because um, I I don't know I I don't like to focus on like looks and like type. Oh yeah, it wasn't so much looks; it was just like oh, a yeah. feeling that I would get. No, no, I know. I I just like because people would always comment on how I looked when I was young, and I looked like different than all the other girls, especially like in my hometown. Like Dom can tell you, like I look just off not like weird but like off and like different like everyone told my parents like your daughter is an old even before I could like understand like your daughter's an old soul like we can just tell like look at her face like very again like very Ingrid Bergman like Audrey Hepburn with like the cheekbones but still the rounded jaw like very classic Hollywood look and so I don't know I I really kind of like latched on to that because I thought that was my superpower and it still kind of feels like it is because it it's something that's like inherently unique about me and I feel like it brings a lot of life and uniqueness to some of the roles that I play because like I was playing Catherine which I don't picture is a grand dame role yeah yeah that's also what I love about you is you're also so versatile as well but I really held on to that for like my whole career and then in college it's it's hard to a be my height and b have my low range which is like why they stuck me in a lot of those roles in college because I have the low notes but I and like here we are like getting really deep but I really really like find my confidence in these like iron dame women because in my day-to-day life especially now with like how weird the world is i miss those women that i get to play and part of my me my myself just needs to remind me madison that i am those women like parts of myself are always in those women and to bring that in my to my everyday life because i do love the maturity and the depth and like the rootiness that a lot of the women I've played carry through their lives. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I get that a lot and I love that. And about like my voice teacher and my coach loves that about me. I'm working with this one coach. Her name is Joanna Glushak. She's absolutely lovely. She's like so incredible. She was in War Paint. She covered Patty Lupone in War Paint. I'm probably not supposed to say all that. I was like, that name sounds familiar. (laughs) But she's amazing. And she's like, she's just great. And that's what, she's very similar to me. Like when she was my age, playing the grand roles and the broad voice and the old school look and all that. 
fun stuff. But yeah, she's like, she's kind of made me remember that that's my superpower to never let that go. Because everyone nowadays, everyone has their own superpower in magic, but it's, it's very, like rehearsal rooms and audition rooms are, are different right now. They're, they're definitely different. And I'm holding on to my uniqueness and I hope that gets me somewhere soon. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so then, um, yeah, because I just, like, I remember that was what really drew me to you. I was like, I was like, oh, this is, like, old school, like, Hollywood. And I was like, yes. I was, also because the, you're, like, one of the people in Ithaca who I was like, oh, I see why they got into this major. <laughs> there were several people who I was like, how did you get into this major? I was like, what? No comment, but <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just like I was like, okay. Um, but I just like I just remember like whenever whenever you were cast, I was like, yes. I was like, yes, she'll do great in that. Yes, she'll do great in that. And then there were other times where I was like I was like, like with certain new people, I was like, I was like, why were they cast? I was like, um <laughs> what I was like, this person was right here. Um like when like I was so excited to see you and Pippin. I was not a oh. leading player, but I was excited to see you. And I, um, uh, I had two other choices for leading player, um, but <laughs> I had um, <laughs> that was just not my yeah. <laughs> um, but we also we've talked about this too yeah, when we were going in. We like so anyway. So going into sorry, wrong number, a show that I directed and that I literally was like. I was like, because I was like, I want to do something with, with Madison. I was like, I want to do something. And over, I was like, I was like, I need to do something at some point. I was like, whether I was like, I was like, whether we are doing like, I don't know, like backyard Oklahoma or if like we're like 70 years old and we're like, yes, we'll do like, I don't know, like some show of like, I was like, we need to yeah. do something. <laughs> I was like, I was like, we need like, I was like, I was like, I was like, yes, I was like, we need to do something together. And then. The pandemic hit, and then I, cause I was originally going to do, um, I pitched Sorry Wrong Number for um, Macabre Theater Ensemble on campus at Ithaca, and we were going to do it in, I, was, well, I pitched it to be in one of the apartments, like circle I apartments. I love that. And, like, and, like, I was going to do, and so, like, I was going to, because I also had, like, um, I had an upstairs apartment. Yeah. So, well, at least my junior year I did. And then I was gonna, right. I would have been like, I would have been like, and we would have had an upstairs apartment. And I was like, we could have like, I was like, but how they're like, and I, cause I had like, so I had like a big one because it was a five person. No, yeah, it was a five person one. Yeah. So it was massive. And so I was like, I was like, we just, we need to move things around. We were just, I was like, but I was like, I think this would be great to do. And like, I was like, you can have all the voiceover people in one room. And then like, I was like, so, but then they didn't go for it. Um, but then the pandemic hit, and I was like, okay, well, <laughs> there are two productions that they had played didn't happen anyway. Um, yeah. And so then I was just like, and so then anyway, so then I was just like, I want to do this. And I remember I literally specifically was like, I was like, I want to do this, but I only want to do this with Madison. Um, and so I literally like messaged you. I was like, I was like, this is a script. I was like, based off of the rate, like I was like, I was like, I want to do this with you. And I was like, I was like, let me know your availability. And you're like, you're like, I'm available right now. And I was like, great, we're going to do it. <laughs> and so I was just like, and I just, but I, that was my directorial debut. And so what I just loved about it was that 
I because I knew it like it's such a good show. Like it was such a good show for me to do as a directorial debut because it was a yeah. small show. And I was just like, I was like, yes, I can see myself spending hours talking to Madison on Zoom calls about the character and not wanting to kill myself. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And so I just, I love, because my favorite thing was that it was just so, and like, I literally like talked about this before. Like I said, like, I view directing as like, quoting Pilot Pone, a detective. And I was like, I was like, these are my ideas. And these are, but I was like, I was also like, but this is your role. And I was like, I want to, and I just loved the deep dive into it. Like I still have all of my notes. Yeah. I still have, um, I still have the script that I made. Like, I just like, and like, there was a lot of like cast changes in it because I yeah. was, like, there was, but I remember it was you, Sydney Greenfield and I, who were all just like, we were pretty much, we were all there from the beginning and you were just it was like the three of us and it was just it was such like i enjoyed it now i'm gonna ask a very now please lie to me was i a good director i will say paul you were amazing you were absolutely wonderful i'm not cheating your i'll I'll pay you later for that i'm serious (laughs) i'm serious i think especially in that we're still in it we're still in this weird thing that we're doing but it was still so fresh then and a lot was changing in my life. Like this random man. That's this random people. Why do we had kill you? <laughs> and just a lot was changing. And so it again, felt, oops, spoiler alert again. <laughs> it felt like oh, it brought well. me back to earth, like back to where I was supposed to be. And I really loved those moments. Like just with you of saying, yes, these are your choices and your vision, but it's my role. I really appreciated that. And I felt that that allowed me to explore almost more than it's ever been. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense. I feel like I've explored. No, it does. And that's like like how it was like, that's like, I'm always like, I'm always like, I have these things in my mind. And like, I think, if it if we did it like in person, I do think it might have been different. But oh, I also like, but that like especially with these like tour de force kind of roles, where it's because it's essentially it's a one woman show, yeah. <clears throat> and so that's where I'm like I'm like I have ideas in my head, but I'm like we I was like what I really wanted to do was I wanted to we spent like I think like two weeks just talking about the character and like the possible diseases that she might have, and we um. <clears throat> Cause I was like, for all of it, like, and like, I'm always like, like, I always like, like, I see like, I told this to all of my, like my students when like, for like English wise and like research paper wise, I'm like, I will accept any answer, but right. you have to back it up. Right. I'm yeah. like, you can't just like, for like, there was always, like, and sometimes I might not agree with it. Sometimes I'll be like, I'll be like, okay, that's fine with that. Or what I did with my English students was I would just be like, I would like, if I didn't agree with it, I would just be like, okay, class, what do we think of that? Do we agree with that? Raise your hands, yes or no. And that was how I would decide it. And then, because I don't think, like, I was almost about to say there's no wrong answers in theater, but I have seen some wrong answers in theater. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, but it's like, I was like, but like, especially with you, because it's like, I knew you, and it's like, I knew, like, I didn't, I, like, I was, like, I was, like, I trust her and her instincts, and I was, like, I was, like, I was, like, there were times where, like, I know, like, I know, we didn't, like, fight, but, like, we, like, we argued about, like, not argued, but, like, we had, like, deep conversations about, like, is she bedridden, is she not, and I remember, I was, like, I remember we had great, like, because we were, like, weighing the pros and cons, and, like, I just remember, 
Yeah. Yes. And so it was, a, I know, and I'm currently working on getting another show together that I do want to do with you. Amazing. I mean, I'll pretty much work with you for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> once it. you get so right. tired of me. Work <laughs> um, is work, and I'm ready for it, so. <laughs> um, I just, what was, I also literally, like, I, like, what was it? Oh, like, two line readings, like, that literally, like, stuck out with me at Ithaca. It was, um, Sydney Parr's, um, Yamel Cliff from Cabaret. And then I'm literally, like, like, I can't even, like, repeat, like, how you did it. But it was your, it was the top of Act 2 for Sister Act. And you just, like, it was, like, your, you said, you should just, like, you were just, like, oh, dear God, she's everywhere. And you just, like, did this thing with, like, your eyes. And I was just, like, I was, like, I was crying. I was like, like, I can't even, like, repeat how it was done because it was just, like, you just, like, just, like, the inflection and then just, like, the eyes you did. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, what is going on? Like, I'm like, you just outdid Maggie Smith. Oh, my God. <laughs> a tough, tough. Outdid Maggie Smith. Come back to both, sure. possible? You outdid Maggie Smith. <laughs> I also didn't watch Sister Act. I never okay. saw them. I never okay. saw. Did it. that change after you did it? I never. I still haven't watched it. Isn't that horrible? I have not seen the movie. I know. <laughs> no, I know it's terrible. I actually remember being in London when they announced Sister Act, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, interesting. I really was like, interesting. <laughs> And then, yeah, because it was such like we literally did like Wonderful Town, ra- like for like our fall musicals, we did Wonderful Town, Ragtime, and was, and was direct three wildly different musicals. And there was so much, literally so much speculation that it was going to be Les Mis or Cats for us, and I was like, butchered cats. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. But I was like, I mean, I really, y'all saw you saw what we did with Cabaret. Um, yeah, right, like except for Sydney Parr, she was good. So good, she was incredible. I just saw her in Hades Town, and I was go off. So good, she's amazing. So yeah, I was like sister. And then over the summer, my family was like, "This is the show you're going out for, right?" I was like, hmm. "I was actually going out for Hedda Gabler." <laughs> so. <laughs> When I auditioned, I like made. I was like, "Yeah, like this would be a great musical." Um, I really want to do a, a musical in the Warner, so I'm gonna make sure I sing something for the show. And like, I knew that Mother Superior would be the role I'd be considered for. But really, I, you didn't think you'd be Dolores? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. I I have to say though about my Dolores Courtney. I don't know if she'll hear this or watch this, but I, I doubt it because I don't think she likes me. Just full disclosure. Anyway, I'm announcing that to everyone on the podcast. I love her deeply, and I think she was absolutely spectacular in that role. So, but she was just one of the best team partners I've ever had. Anyway, I, yeah, I didn't watch the movie. My family was like, "We should watch the movie." I was like, "No, like I didn't watch it. So I never knew. Like I didn't know. Like going in." Uh, I knew the music, like, I made sure to learn the music and to kind of, like, brush up on what my story was. I mean, who doesn't know the story, you know? Yeah, if you don't, 
Although I would not be surprised if some of my kids that I teach were like, what sister act? Who's Whoopi Goldberg? I actually had a kid say that once in one of my classes. They're like, who's Whoopi Goldberg? And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I need to teach you about life, not English. Yeah. But yeah, I loved it. But seriously, I was going out for Hedda Gabler. I like was chatting with Austin Jones. I was like, so what's what's up? Hey, Austin, how's it going? <laughs> I, I seriously could not have been more blessed. I had the most fun doing that show, and I really, really pushed my limits, both vocally and, like, dramatically and comedically. Su- so, yeah, it's such an underrated show. It it's really is. So good. People are like, oh, well, it's Sister Act. And I'm like, um, it's a good musical. Mm-hmm. I was like, I saw it my first time. S- Wait. I obviously saw the movie and I watched the sequel yeah. um, oh, and then and then um, I can't remember if I saw it first at Seneca or if I saw it at Walnut mm. Seneca is a high school near me mm-hmm. I think I saw it at Walnut first and it was with Danielle Williamson um, Tara Tagliaferro um, Mary Martellino Martello, Mary Martello okay. um, and I just remember I remember literally like it was a like it was my Senior year of high school, I think. Because <clears throat> it was my senior or junior year of high school. Because I was driving Norma, my minivan. Um, <laughs> yes, named after Norma Desmond. <laughs> <laughs> my dream! My dream! I, it, was, it was my grandma's car. It was a... You've already... People who listen to this podcast have heard me talk about this with Danielle. It was a minivan. The back seats were dug down. And, like, I would, like... I would literally, like, pull up to see her out of my school. And I would have snacks. I had my bike in the back. Like, I was literally the mom friend. And I would pull up listening to show tunes. And... Uh-huh. I was, like... I would, like... Okay, I want to peel out because I'm a somewhat safe driver. But I was like candy store from Heather's to like a bunch of like straight jocks and I'd just be like <laughs> just like in a minivan that was like almost as old as I was yeah oh, I love it I love it um and so I was and so like I just remember seeing Sister Act and I was like I just think that production the people in it like I remember like my heart was like in my throat and yeah. I like taking like music of the music of the mind, like at the end of it's called like perfect harmony or like perfect like moment, something like that. Um, and like I was like, uh, and like I was like, I did not feel that way about a show since I was a kid. And it was mm-hmm. like it was during one of my spells where I was like, I was like, I don't think I want to do this for a living anymore because sure. I was like, because we ju- if it was junior year we just did Mary Poppins and that was a that was a that was a rough show. Um, it always is. It always is. Every time. <laughs> it, was just, it was a rough show, and um, I remember I left like the week before Tech Week because I was like, I was like, I just, I was like, I cannot do this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was sort of just like, I was like, I, I was like, do I even want to do this? And then I saw, it and I was like, yes, because this is why I want to do it. I want mm-hmm. people to feel like this. Oh yeah, um, and and then of course I became a lifelong Danielle Williamson stan, um, and um, like so yeah. So anyway, so yeah, Sister Act is under. It, it should be done more. Um, that was actually when I saw it at Ithaca. That was my third time seeing a production of it. Wow. 
I will like if it's like if it's within driving distance, I will see a production of Sister Act because it's always like like even Ithaca and like I didn't completely agree with all of, like what was being done with the Ithaca production, but sure. I was like, but sure. I but I just remember even like during like Razor Voice specifically, I was getting that feeling again huh. just because it's what it's just. I mean, Alan Menken is a genius, as we yeah. all know. Oh yes, and I just I'm just like it's just such a good score. Really yes. It's really good. So good. Um, yes. Um, I had a question for you, but I forgot what it was. No worries. Because I was gushing over Sister Act. <laughs> um, uh, oh, wait. Yeah, wait. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, oh, I remember now. So, you were obviously, you were in the middle, we were in the middle of school while you were a senior, I was a junior. Yeah. While the pandemic hit, and you were like all like, you were like two weeks away from opening, right? Yes. Honestly, and then it was a week. We had just had field studies, and then I came back to Ithaca, and we were supposed to start rehearsals again, but we had like spring break. So it was really, yeah, I guess two weeks. And in my mind, my head, like I was ready to be back because we were starting like full invited dress at that point. And yeah. So, just was that like because I was really excited and I was like I was like I'm gonna see I was like I'm probably not gonna get to the comp performance I was like because I just don't feel like walking to Dillingham but I yeah. was like because I also was not in Dillingham much that year I wasn't in Dillingham much at all mostly because I hated a lot of people in Dillingham and they hated me back but um, <laughs> um that's a whole other story um but I just I just, but I was like, I was like, I'm gonna see it because, you know, Madison as Catherine was something that I was like, if this does not happen, I will actually, like, I don't know, set fire to Dillingham. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, who else is gonna do it? I was like, tell me, who else is gonna do it? And then you got Catherine, and then I was just like, oh, and then the pandemic hit. And so I was like, what was, like, was it just like, there was obviously, like, a lot going on, but, like, was there, like, what was that? Just like like being like you're like oh yes we're gonna open this show and then it never happened yeah again I'm like kind of getting emotional about it it's very I'm, cliche oh I don't mean to make you cry no it's great it's very cliche that I'm getting this emotional over it but I like everyone says like like it's been two years so it's like should be time to let it go and by it I mean like all of it mm-hmm. um, because I think everybody has their different feelings about Ithaca and everyone's on a ro- their own roller coaster ride but I never never and this isn't me like saying I didn't have confidence walking into that audition room for this show but I never pictured myself as a Catherine nor do I think that if Gavin wasn't the director would I have been that picture for Catherine and I put a lot of my heart into that woman and I like I had a diary for her I also had this like I know everybody felt this but I'm a very like energy person and so I had this ominous feeling from the beginning of second semester up until the event the pandemic event hit and I was like I feel ready to be this role like it feels right but it almost feels too raw to like 
perform because I like dug at her so much that I was like, whoa, we're getting like too close to the surface. We're very similar people in this vision of Pippin. We were really, really similar. And so it was almost like the actor brain and the character brain were too, too close in their, yeah. in their union. And so, yeah, I felt like ready, but like my brain was also like here in New York city doing showcase stuff. But then like, I was like, no, like this is going to be really exciting and it's going to be really great. And I was in love with like, and I love Caleb. So it was just like a wonderful story that like B story we get to tell in the second act and then it, it all like happened I was so heartbroken I was very sad I was very sad and I will I remember the little boy who played Theo he reached his name's Hayden he reached out to me on Instagram <laughs> he DM'd me on Instagram and he like I just feel like we made this Pippin very innocent like there was so much innocence within it which I think can get taken away by all the things that he goes through but that was like one pillar that lasted was this innocence of this character and it was kind of also Captain Theo which is kind of the point of the show but Hayden messaged me and he was like I'm so sad about Pippin and he was like I loved holding your hand every night at rehearsal just the sweetest little message and then the last thing was I got a puppy, so I won't feel sad anymore. <laughs> oh, 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 oh my god! I was like, I was, I was like, oh, I feel you, Hayden. I was so sad, and I will like, I had like my opening night dress, and I like my family threw an opening night party. It was all very like graveyard hour feel. It felt like I was burying something that wasn't even born, and that was very. I know it's very dramatic, but that is what it felt like. And like everything just ended. And I, I hated that. I, I hate not having closure. And it just, it ended all of it. Like, I feel like I was on such a momentum from Sister Act. And then Showcase, I felt like I was on a momentum from that. Then I was ready to do Pippin and ready to graduate. And it was just done. And I was so lost for so, I was angry. And I'm not an angry person, but I was angry for a really long time until I met. Until you met that one. <laughs> that one right there. And actually, for our, like, first little gifts that we ever exchanged as a couple, he got me this picture. It, it was, like, it's, like, this little, like, glowed, like, frame. And it's a picture. Yeah. And it, like, lights up. And it's, like, a little music box thing on it. Aww. And it was, it said, Kind of Woman by Madison Alexander on it. And he knew, he knew about the whole pivot thing, of course. And I wept. I was like, that, that's, that's it. Like, here he is. <laughs> I, I wept for so long. I was like, this is so, like, more than anyone's ever done. I would have, like, ugly cried. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's only the option with me. It's only ugly crying with me. <laughs> yeah. So, Catherine, Catherine is a woman I really hope I get to see again. And I, I honestly can't put her stuff in my book. I don't know why. It feels very, and I'm trying to get over that. Like, my book teacher's like, you got to sing Kind of Woman. Kind of Woman's great. Like, I guess I miss the man is great. Like, put them in your book. Like, they're so great. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> um, we'll do it 
sub. We'll do it in Philly sometime. We'll do yes. it. Yes. <laughs> we Because that's like just another sidebar. That's what I love about you is because now I'm actually writing a whole, like, not dissertation, but, like, article on my blog about this is what I hate most about musical theater today is it is singers who act. Yeah. And you are an actor who sings. And that is what I love is because, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, not that, I mean, we literally just play like a comedic role, but like what I love about you is that like, you're not afraid to get, lack of a better word, ugly when it comes to a character. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like my prime example is always no good deed and wicked. I'm like, this woman is literally having a mental breakdown. Why are you like, like why are you just like standing there i'm like no i was like i want to see you crying i want to see you falling on the floor like (laughs) um so we have so yeah so anyway so i could gush about madison for like four hours but (laughs) i will save you all of that that will be in the unabridged version of this episode (laughs) um Um, so lastly, I'm going to ask you this is dream roles. What are your dream roles? Cause then share yours and then I have my own for you. Yeah. I, it's an easy, it's an easy answer for me. My number one dream role is Lucille in Parade. It is my number one dream role. I feel like you can go so right and you can go so wrong with that woman. And I really want to get a chance to play her. That is my number one. Um, I also am really partial to Fontaine and Les Mis. And stay tuned, because that may be on the horizon. Who knows? <laughs> Seriously, fingers crossed, and all the manifestations. Cause wait, okay, wait. I'll ask you after when we're not recording about okay. that. Okay. Yeah, just fingers crossed and stay tuned. But Fontaine, love her. I, of course, want to play Christine. Of course. Okay. I have absolutely developed my soprano. And yeah, I, I, was like, I was like, do you have the range for that? Yes. Like, that is my <laughs> home. That is my voice's home. And it, I'm glad that I have that home because that home mixed with my low notes creates that, like, raw, which is, like, perfect for Fontaine and Lucille, all that, like, low, belty, growly, I'm mad at the world moments. Um. So that, and then I'm trying to think of funny roles, but I feel like I never have funny roles. I would love to play Barbara and Beetlejuice. I submitted for that, but I'm really young, so who knows? But I would love to play Barbara and Beetlejuice. Uh, I would love to take Sutton Foster's job. <laughs> Marion Peru. Yes. But you'll do it. But you'll do the soprano, not the yeah, alto. Exactly. Belt. Exactly. Um, nothing against Sutton. Nothing against Sutton. Yeah, we love her. We love her. But yeah. I'm trying to think of some other interesting um, dream roles. Not I. This is insane that I want to play this role, but I would kill to p- play Frollo in Hunchback of Notre Dame. I want to be Frollo so bad. <laughs> Wait, what? That's like so oh, I have, out of nowhere. Yes, I know. I have a whole vision for Frollo and Hunchback, like the female version of Frollo. I mean, I could see it. I stand it. I mean. <laughs> It adds so much. Like, he's horrible, right? But being a woman and attracted to another woman, mm, all I'm saying, all I'm saying. Oh, my God. Wait, I actually really want to see that now. Oh. I have so curious. I also think in this version, Quasimodo should be a woman. I 
petition for Sushma Saha to be president. <laughs> oh my God! Wait, yes, okay. I'm on board. I'm on board. I'll direct it. I'm on board. Like she could be any of the roles, and like just Let's do one woman show with Sushma in Hunchback. Yes, really. So. <laughs> I I could. Oh my God! Wait, just like an all women production of Hunchback. Wait, right? yes. Great. Let's do that. Yep. So good. Get Rachel Chapkin on it now. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> okay. So mine in no particular order because I was writing this well at work today. Um, yeah. I had you as Anya and Anastasia. Oh, yes. Um, Nellie in South Pacific. Oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot about her. I love Nellie. Oh, Julie Pippridge, Julie Pippridge, Julie Jordan, and Carrie Pippridge in Carousel. Yes. Um, Anne in A Little Night Music. Oh. Um, Cinderella in Into the Woods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then later on, Baker's Wife in Into the Woods. Um, Mary in The Life. Which we talked about before, because I was yeah. like, I was like, I was like, I kind of just want to see you like play a psychopath. Oh. <laughs> just like, literally, like, that's my role. So, <laughs> just like, I was, like I literally like messaged you. I was like, hey, so I might be getting this together, and I like sent you the character description, and you were like, great, I'm for it, and I was like, cool. <laughs> um. I would. Um, I had you as um, Emma Carew in Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, that's in my book. Yeah, I forget about her. She's great. Um, Patty Simcox in Greece. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then oh. I had you as like understudy Sandy. Oh yeah. Um, I was just like I was like, but I was like I was like because I first did the featured characters because I was like I was like who gives a fuck about the leads in Greece? Um, I was like it's all about the featured characters, and I was like I was like I was like I was like well I was like who's Patty Simcox? And I was like okay, well Madison. Um, <laughs> I was just like, um, I had you as um, Avril slash Mallory in City of Angels. Oh yeah. To get to do more of like the sexy sultry thing yeah i need to explore that side so much more myself um this was a little one basic but i had you as grace and annie oh yay <laughs> <laughs> um gertrude in Susical. yes i have like so many like i have like i'm still like i'm only like halfway down the page oh perfect <laughs> um i have you as bonnie and bonnie and clyde um, Penny and Hairspray. Mm -hmm. um, Janet and Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Opposite Usman as Brad. Yo! Ali Isak as Brad. <laughs> that would be the most chaotic Rocky Horror Picture Show ever. <laughs> um, and then I think I had like Sushma. I think I had Sushma as either. Um, no, I had, yeah, I think I had Sushma as Riff Raff. Great. Great. Getting the dance also, back together. Yes. I also had you and Usman opposite each other in um, Little Shop. <gasps> I have a dream to do with Usman. Are you kidding? We should do that. <laughs> Somebody call I him. I love Usman with all my heart. Um, we have a dream to do with him. <clears throat> I had you as Amalia and she loves me, although I feel like it's a bit down the line. Yes. Um, 
Betty Schaefer in Sunset Boulevard. No. Um, Lady M in the Scottish play. My dream. That's my that's my play dream role. That and Hedda. Um, Maggie in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Mm-hmm. Um, I said Jackie Kennedy in whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like in the like that first lady series that they have going on right now, where it's like it's yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer as Betty, but like we'll do like in second season. Yeah, great. Um, I had you as Sophie and Mama Mia. Ah. Uh. Um, Baker. I always said Baker's wife already. Um, Ariel and the Little Mermaid. Belle in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I had you as Nessa Rose in Wicked. Yeah, and Adrian wasn't... asked me about that. They asked me Glinda or Nessa Rose, and I was like, right now, vocally Glinda, but dramatically yeah. Nessa Rose is what I, I told just you. think, I mean, both are, I mean, especially in books, well, I just read the novel like we were talking about this, but I mean, in like the, like, just, I mean, like, they're such really good roles, and lately they're not really given that much good of attention. Um, yeah. I'm like, I mean, I'm like, Nessa Rose in the book and also in the musical a little bit is a straight up, like, psychopath. Um, I mean, especially in the book. I mean, if you read it, like, like she's just like insane in the book. Like, like in the mu- like Act Two musical, like times five hundred. Um, and then the Glinda, Glinda in the book is just so rich, and she's so rich in the musical. But like, so many of the women, like, not some of the women who've recently played her, they just don't go for it. Yeah. Unless you're yeah. Brittany Johnson, who does go for it. Um, but anyway, um, and then in the future, like fifth, like 30, 40 years down the line, I would love to do a little night music with you as Desiree. Yay. That, so I just planned out our careers for the next like 40 years. We'll just do it back to back. Um, (laughs) yes. Um, great. Alrighty, so where can, do you have anything you want to plug before we leave? Like, do you, like, run a business? Do you, like... Sadly, <laughs> not right now. I'm just figuring it out, like... Alrighty. Where I, can the, no, go ahead. No, where you go ahead. You were about to say something. I was going to say, I have <laughs> an interesting day job, so <laughs> that's what we're doing right now. Um... It's actually, it's very tough, and I'm, I'm trying my best to make it through this, this moment in life, so. And where can the people find you online? Instagram. Uh, Instagram, Madison C. Alexander is my Instagram handle, or Facebook, and I have a bunch of YouTube stuff. People can find, I also have a reel, so. You can also find, sorry, wrong number on YouTube. Yes. My website is under construction because things have changed and things are different than they were when I made it. But yeah, Instagram is where I'm most active, I would say. And you can see her giving like full on like, oh, that was the other thing was like that you like remind me of is like, I was literally thinking of this in the car. Like you give me such like Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch but, like, specifically WandaVision version. Yes. And then I literally, like, checked your Instagram, and I was, like, and they were literally, like, Vision and <laughs> Wanda for Halloween. It was a crazy like, night. Yes. It was a crazy night. It was a crazy night. That's for another day, too. Well, 
thank you so much for joining me, Madison. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Everyone, I'm sure, will be sick and tired of my laugh after this episode. Alrighty, I will see you all next time. Bye, bye, everyone. So here's to the girls on the go. Everybody tries. Look into their eyes and you'll see what they know. Everybody dies. A toast to that invincible bunch. The dinosaurs surviving the crunch. Let's hear it for the ladies who lunch. <laughs>